Well, the good Christian lady's eyes lit up and she said, oh, that would be no problem at all because at home she had two Christian parakeets who were very experienced praying parakeets. And uh, what she would do is that she would take this new bird home with her and put it in the cage with these two very experienced praying parakeets and they would pray for her and she would be saved. Uh, well, finally, the pet store owner relented with that, and so she got the new bird and took it home and put it in the cage with the two very experienced Christian parakeets, and they immediately went to work praying night and day until finally after about two and a half days, the new bird said, I'm a prostitute, I'm a prostitute. And the one good Christian parakeet turned to the other and said, Our prayers have been answered. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the first time I ever gave this talk, I was worried about the uh, little old Christian ladies in the audience and how they might respond to it. Uh, and uh, in the middle of the talk, a young couple in their early 30s walked out in obvious disgust. Uh, and at the end, one of those little old ladies who was 87, if she was a day, came up to me with tears in her eyes saying that she had been waiting all her life to hear somebody say such things. So much for stereotypes. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, while this talk is not exactly triple X rated, uh, it is certainly uh, parental guidance and discretion uh, required and advised, and so if there are any of you here who do not have your parents' permission to be here uh, this afternoon and you feel you'd like to run out and try and get it, well, feel free to go ahead. Uh, the problem, you see, is that I'm talking about the relationship between sexuality and spirituality and the notion that there even is a relationship between the two of them is shocking to some people, uh, at least to those who have never read the Song of Solomon in the Bible, or as it is more properly entitled, the Song of Songs, that exquisite erotic duet between God and his people. Uh, the problem you see is that there is a particular brand of Christianity which tends to identify sex and sexuality with the devil, and it speaks of the lust of the flesh and the only possible relationship it could imagine between sexuality and spirituality is one of war, in which one must win out over the other, in which one must be put down uh, by the other. But uh, of course my own view is that insofar as there is conflict between the two of them, it is more in the nature of a lover's quarrel or a sibling rivalry, both of which to some extent can be outgrown. Now, Let's begin by asking what sexuality is. And right away, we run into a scientific stone wall. Uh, here at the end of the 20th century, we know how to blow ourselves off of the face of the earth, but we don't even begin from a scientific point of view to understand what the non-anatomical differences or similarities are between men and women. And uh, I'm afraid that mythology has much more to tell us about the nature of sexuality than does our science. Now, there is a theme in mythology of fear, 
on the part of the gods that human beings are becoming like them. And whether uh, you know it or not, you all of you are already familiar with this theme because it is contained in the third chapter of Genesis where God forbade Adam and Eve to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil lest they then eat of the fruit of the tree of life and become as one of us. And it's contained again in the 11th chapter where God created the different languages in order to deliberately confound human beings in order to prevent them from completing the Tower of Babel and thereby reaching heaven under their own steam. Now, the basic myth of sexuality is a variant of this same theme. Here at the beginning, human beings are asexual, unified creatures. But as such, they are rapidly gaining...